All right. This is David, and I'm with Will, and uh, we're going to be talking about the World Cup today. And uh, today it starts. It's going to be Russia versus Saudi Arabia, which is like not the most. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the most enthralling of encounters, but it's the freaking World Cup. We all need to be excited. And, and uh, I think, me, myself, I'm ready to go. Uh, the World Cup only comes around once every four years. Um, and if, you talk, if, you, if we're talking about, like, uh, memories, like my first memory I had of the World Cup was in 2002. Mm -hmm. And each, each uh, every four years since then, it's kind of like, you know, you look forward to that two months of top class, well, mostly top class football. Uh, the drama, the excitement, the goals, the stories. And um, I'm ready to talk with you for the next, over the next two months um, and create more memories. So, uh, Will, what have you got to say? Yeah, like my first memories of um, World Cup is probably uh, US 1084. So I might be showing my age as being older than you. <laughs> years of a difference there but yeah no the the drama around the world cup is always uh something that the, the world kind of gets engrossed in uh obviously we're both based in ireland but ireland aren't in the world cup so there hasn't been quite the hype uh that previous terms sort of had when we have been involved but um hype is real now everything's going to be kicking off in probably just under an hour's time with the opening ceremony so looking forward to seeing nice snapshots of vladimir putin looking looking strong and proud of <laughs> nation for hosting the world cup um not really looking forward to the game too much uh obviously you mm. alluded to the teams not being glamorized to to kick it off um kind of preferred the the old method of the defending champions being the the opening game but yeah um, it is what it is they've, they've changed it to be the the host so hopefully the the russian fans are being strong voice to, to add to the drama and you know have a nice uh, atmosphere for the game even if mm. on the pitch isn't um isn't scintillating um and Today, as you've alluded to, uh, first game is Russia versus Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And uh, we are talking about the World Cup, so we do have to talk about this game. Uh, <laughs> and you have actually the Russian team. Well, you're, uh, the, the team you think is going to line up for Russia. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so um, it's kind of like scouring the web to see what people think are going to be uh, the starting lineup. Um, so it is very much a guess. Obviously, we don't have too much information in on russia as we would have on other teams and um, so it's always going to be a guess no matter how well you know a team but uh, this is kind of like the the predicted lineup so obviously i think people will remember akin fev uh, he's been there since early 2000 or mid 2000s uh, was the keeper for their 2008 run to the european championship semi-finals and uh, so too mm -hmm. Jerkov, who chelsea fans might remember um, so i think the, the common kind of consensus is that Russia are going to play kind of a, a three at the back, uh, three defenders and two wing backs. And Fernandez looks like a, a good kind of right back. And so he might impress and potentially get a move um, to a, a big kind of European side, uh, yeah. Russia. Um, so looks like they're going to be uh, three at the back, trying to keep it uh, quite defensive. Um, and obviously um, there are players like uh, Golovin and Dagov. They're probably their two best creative players. And so they'll probably swap sides mm -hmm. as well, um, kind of pop up in the middle. One player might join a small up up front. He's pretty much like their only kind of recognized striker. Um, I think there's only two players in the whole squad that have scored more than 10 goals uh, for the <laughs> Russian national team. So yeah. uh, they definitely won't be high scorers even against um, a weaker team like Saudi Arabia. So I don't think there'll be a lot of goals, um, but they will look to, to play 
you know, with their wing backs kind of overlapping, uh, one of the defensive midfielders kind of dropping into kind of cover and then allowing Zagov and Golovin to, to kind of do their magic. And, you know, it's kind of similar to Egypt in a lot of ways where their strategy is get the ball to Salah. Uh, I think the Russian strategy would be get the ball to Zagov or Golovin. So, you know, two mm. is better than one. They're neither kind of can compete with Salah, but having two technical players obviously kind of puts them in good position to be able to, um, you know, attack and and kind of give teams problems. I think um, I think now I'm going away from the tactical aspect. Uh, Russia and the World Cup, uh, they would not be here if they were not hosting it. <laughs> uh, from the media I've been consuming over the last couple of days, uh, the population of Russia, the fans, just the everyday people, they do not expect to do anything in this tournament <laughs> at all. Uh, so I think it's going to be an opportunity for players such as Golovin, such as Fernandez, to impress, maybe look at improving their stock, maybe improve, improving their value in the market. Um, and just an opportunity to kind of just have a good time. You know, um, you look back to tournaments such as US, uh, the US when they held it in the 90s to even the most recent one that I can remember, uh, South Africa, 2010. Mm-hmm. And they, those two teams weren't really expected to do much, but they, you know, they, the fans created an atmosphere and the teams, they played with their hearts out. And obviously, you know, we don't, the Russians don't want to just get blown out each week or mm-hmm. each game. But if they can uh, put in some solid performances, and I think it's really up to the fans in Russia, obviously, there's a lot of uh, fear that there's going to be major hooliganism, uh, obviously due to Euro, uh, Euro 16. But uh, if they can prove the media, the media and the, uh, international fans wrong and create a nice positive atmosphere, create uh, an atmosphere for the team to actually perform onto the pitch and, and perform to the potential, I think uh, you know they can have a good time. Pl- uh, team, fans, players alike. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel that uh, in terms of this game, uh, Iran, uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, Russia, two very weak teams. I feel that Russia are going to go out and attack. Um, I know you said there's not that many goals in this, in this team, which is a you know, fair enough uh, analysis, but uh, they don't have too many opportunities to uh, really go out and um, you know, give their fans a show to say and uh Saudi Arabia will be one of those they they've never made it out of the group stages in any world cup and uh usually they're just happy to make the world cup themselves so if uh if there is one game to kind of set the russian fans alight this has to be it uh any uh any news on the Saudi Arabian team um, yeah, and just kind of getting up there now just kind of basing it off uh, kind of news reports but um i think Russia, you know, being able to start with home advantage against probably the, the weakest team in their group. Obviously, if they get a win, then that could set them up greatly for uh, the next stage. So um, I think, you know, a, a lot will kind of depend on how they get on today. And, you know, if they win, um, then I think that would be kind of great for, for their chances of kind of making it out to the, the next kind of stage. Um, so just... Um, talking about uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, so I think I've mm-hmm. got a pretty much set up of how um, the media at least um, are kind of expecting the, the team to, to line up. Um, 
actually one last player who's might make it in. <laughs> um, Aldosari. Yeah, so apparently he's um very fast and talented player. So I think uh, he's possibly one player to, to kind of look out for. Um that he now if I'm not mistaken, this seems like a team that's mainly based in the Middle East. Yeah. Not too definitely. many uh, European or South American players. Yeah, like I don't recognize any of these players uh, other than kind of what I've been reading over the last kind of two or three weeks in the, the build-up um, trying to educate myself about this team. Um, so I no have no about... idea who anyone on this team is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see uh, how they kind of line up. So um, the common kind of wisdom on the internet is that they've been kind of lining up in a 4-3-3. Uh, obviously, they mm-hmm. played as you know the winners of their, their group. They beat out Australia on goal difference. Um, they did score, but a lot of goals in qualifying. So, can you actually? I'll find this information myself. I just want to know who won that game, Australia or uh, Australia or Saudi Arabia, because you know a lot of people. I was. Did you see that video that Jose Mourinho did? Um, and I think he said Australia will make it out of the group. <laughs> um, so, I yeah, got Australia in one of my sweepstakes, so uh, that gives me a little bit more hope. Um, but I wouldn't have thought Australia uh, would be favorites to, to get out in any shape or form but i guess we can talk about that mm. in games once once we get to it um this is um while you're kind of finding that information um here's what people are kind of expecting um saudi arabian team to, to kind of line up with um the hasawis um they're kind of experienced defenders who you know kind of give them that bit of um A- any relation there or uh, not 100 sure um, <laughs> Yeah, we can find that out. I'm sure some of the commentators today will be uh, kind of going through that. Um, so there's kind of two options in terms of um, the defensive midfield. Um, so Ateev um, probably be more like the defensive midfielder. I'll just say I might pop in next to him and he's more of a deep lying uh, kind of playmaker. So uh, he'd be kind of the screener looking to, to break up play and I'll just will kind of drop in to get the ball from the, the center backs and from the goalkeeper. Uh, they will probably try and uh, look to play a bit of the ball, but um, they're not opposed to, to kind of going wide and going long um, if their initial kind of tactics don't work. And they will try and look to, to kind of set up counter-attacks. And the Sarri, um, he kind of looks like uh, one of their, their best kind of players in terms of uh, being able to attack from wide and, and looking to play the, the striker uh, with some balls in. Um, so being told to, to kind of watch out for the wide forwards to swap positions um, and, and look to, to kind of mix it up um, against kind of an old Russian defense. Um, so uh, they might look to use uh, some of their legs to, to get past um, some of those uh, Russian defenders. Interesting. Interesting. Um, it looks like that team is kind of set up, you know, to attack on the counter. And yeah. um, I really feel like I just mentioned that if Russia do intend to impress and control and dominate possession that you know this could actually set up a, a venue and avenue uh, to victory for saudi arabia um, yeah. i'm kind of looking at your the guy you mentioned al dawsari and fahad al muwalad and uh <laughs> i think uh, those two look like um some like two speeds and, and Muwalad like what he may lack in maybe pedigree maybe the experiences gained over playing in the Middle East can uh, uh, make up in terms of nicking a few goals for Saudi Arabia. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, we're kind of stepping into the unknown here of how these two teams are going to really, really play. Uh, obviously, just kind of mm. consuming as much information as we can from YouTube videos and articles, and you know, some kind of last-minute rumors in terms of uh, the lineup today. So, yeah, it'll definitely be uh, an interesting um, uh, game today. Uh, might not be the most interesting. True, true. But, um, it'll definitely be mm. uh, interesting, to say the least. Anyway, so um, we'll see how it goes. Now, what's uh, what's the odds telling us? Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna check that. I prefer uh, decimal odds, so I'm just gonna save that so we, we can have a better understanding of what we're looking at. Um, we are not sponsored by Paddy Power. We're not sponsored by Paddy Power. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, we we can put in a few words uh, <laughs> to see if they, they'd be interested in joining the as yet untitled football chat show uh, with David and Will. Um, but obviously, here we can see. Um, the, the odds for the, the Russia versus uh, Saudi Arabia game. So uh, it's kind of going heavy favorite on uh, Russia. So they're at 1.44. So mm. odds on. I'm not surprised. Um, the away team are almost 10 to 1. So about a 10% chance of mm. what Paddy Power is kind of giving it. Uh, obviously, the draw then like 4 to 1. So um, that might be uh, where the value is. Um, so they're obviously giving the home advantage uh, quite a. Um, Got a heavy leaning. Obviously, a lot of their players play in the Champions League and Europa League. And uh, so I think that might be uh, part of the reason as well. Um, so mm. that's what the odds say. Um, we should see if that holds up. Now, um, you know, I think we've both covered all bases in terms of Russia and Saudi Arabia. Uh, I kind of want to just talk now about the World Cup overall. Um, I think when... Russia was picked um, all those years ago. A lot of people weren't happy, but we've kind of now come accustomed that it is, you know, taking place here. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what type of World Cup do you think it would be? And like, in terms of, you know, previous ones, do you think it will be one that will be remembered such as, uh, you know, 2002 in Tokyo or, you know, it was the US 94 mm-hmm. um, or South Africa 2010? Or because like I look at some other World Cups, um, the one that stands out to me, I think it was two thousand six mm-hmm. in uh, Germany. Germany. Like I always forget that one even happened. <laughs> um, you know, so like, what type? What type of World Cup do you think? Do you think uh, there'll be drama-filled moments? Uh, be once remembered decades in decades time? Um, it's an interesting one because obviously the the drama is yet to unfold, and you know the last minute news about Spain sacking their manager, you know, kind of adds a whole yeah. different thing. So it's kind of like similar to followers that we've seen from the Dutch team or the French team in competitions gone past, not similar to Roy Keane and Saipan in Ireland, but you know, it's kind of last minute drama. So even coming into the mm. tournament, there has been kind of drama building. Um, Russia is a massive country. So I think there'd be a lot of traveling for fans. Um, and then obviously there is the, the kind of off the field um, kind of concern. So um, I'm hoping that's not, what it, this World Cup is uh, memorable for. Hopefully, it's great attacking football, um, both in the group stages and once we get to the knockout stages. Um, but yeah, like obviously, coming into every World Cup, there's everyone's going to be hyped and excited for the best. Um, so I'm hoping that that will kind of pull through. I'm um, just kind of thankful mm. there's no Vuvuzela or uh, the Russian version. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was cool. As a game. And then just. <laughs> As a, like, I'm originally from Nigeria, so um, mm. I'd be watching the African Cup of Nations right. a lot. So I was kind of used to hearing that sound. It was just like in the background, but I understand a lot of, uh, a lot of non-Africans were not used <laughs> yeah. to that. 
But uh, I'm sure, like like you said, Russia will. It's gonna add its own um, its own uh, kind of a unique twist to it. Um, I think Russia's got an unfairly bad uh, rap as well. Mm-hmm. You know, many people because of maybe Putin and his kind of very political his his political views and his political actions. Also, um, I don't know. This is kind of off topic, maybe a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, Kadyrov in Chechnya mm-hmm. is it Chechnya? Um, and uh, you know, apparently, the Egyptian base is there, and he was seen taking a picture with Mohammed Salah. So there was like, you know, controversy that he was uh, using Salah's image as a way of gaining some political leverage. So, um, if we can kind of separate the politics from Russia, Russia can be an amazing place. Um, Definitely. And uh, like that would, uh, if I had the opportunity to go there now, I'd I'd be there in a second. Um, so I'm very, uh, very looking forward to uh, seeing how it unfolds. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna now challenge you to some yeah. um, top of your head yeah. answers. So I hope you're ready. Um, first one's gonna be uh, top score. Top goal score. Um, yeah. Gonna go for Neymar. Um, Neymar. Yeah, okay. I, think, I think Brazil will get quite far, and they definitely like to to score a lot of goals. So I think uh, once oh, yeah. they can kind of beat a team, they're not afraid to just go out and absolutely embarrass teams. Obviously, they were embarrassed the last times themselves losing to Germany seven one. So I think mm-hmm. they might look to extract some event revenge at this tournament. Uh, obviously, he's been injured um, for quite a bit of the the season, so he's only kind of back now. But I don't know. Did he see one of his goals in the the warm ups? Oh yeah, that was that was a very pretty goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah. you know it will probably come from one of the the favorite teams, and I think he's probably like one of the the best strikers in mm. the world if he's fully fit. So um, yeah, I'll probably go with uh, Neymar. My my pick um, is gonna be I don't know if it's controversial or not, but it's gonna be Cavani. Okay. And um, uh, my pick, my reason is like you look at the way he plays at PSG. That guy's an all-out goal scorer. Doesn't offer any. All right, maybe just physical presence, but I don't see him as. He doesn't offer that much. He reminds me of Zlatan Ibrahimovic in a way. Uh, or Ronaldo, modern-day Ronaldo, mm. in terms of he just plays within the box. Su- uh, Suarez is slightly more mobile. And Suarez does definitely have the potential to be a Golden Boot winner himself. But um, he's a lot more integral to the way they play um, in terms of build-up play, in terms of passing the ball, getting the ball uh, to other players. And he will be marked heavily because he is probably their shining light in that team. So... Cavani also has the quality to, you know, put chances away. So he's my pick. Second one is who's going to get the most clean sheets? Which team or which goal? Uh, probably team makes more sense because the uh, reason I ask is because apparently it's not the team with the best goal scorer that seems to win. It's the team with the best defense that right. always seems to at least make it to the final. That's interesting. Uh, so I'm just looking at the, the odds here while you were kind of talking. <laughs> About the, the top goal scorer, so Neymar is actually favourite. Um, so he's eight to one. So that's that's not a bad um, odds rate for him. But uh, I think you'll get some good odds of twenty to one on Edison Cavani. So uh, Edison Cavani. So what's the top three there? Top three: Neymar, Antoine Griezmann, and Messi. Ooh, I was thinking Griezmann. Mm-hmm. I don't think Messi. I don't, I don't see too many goals in Argentina myself. Yeah, no, they, um, they didn't really score many in qualifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I definitely thought you were going to say Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, um, I was yeah. thinking he was my t- probably second option, but yeah. I'm sticking with Cavani. Did you see um, the French uh, press conference the other day where they were like, only questions in French, 
not allowed in any other language. And then a Spanish. I did not hear that. Yeah. No. So <laughs> a Spanish um, journalist is there in the audience and he's like got the microphone and he's, you know, holding up his phone to Google Translate. And it's like, oh, have you decided on your future yet? Are you going to commit to Atletico Madrid or are you going to move to somewhere else? And they just like Griezmann just started laughing, but the press officer was like, <laughs> no, we said only French. And your man's like, that is in French. And wow. That was kind of funny. So that's uh, very cheeky. Yeah, very cheeky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the press will always kind of do things. And I think it's quite funny and, you know, invented to, to use a bit of modern technology to circumvent some rules. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it will affect Griezmann in any way. Like, I think he's well used to yeah, dealing with speculation and stuff. But um, he could be up for a big money move. So I think if he's top goal score at the end of it then you know add on a, a couple of extra million yeah of course of course uh, <laughs> a couple hundred million maybe who knows <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so to go back uh who do you think is gonna have the the best defense which keeper uh, let's say which Wait, keeper uh, yeah um i'd probably look at france um i am a tottenham fan um and hugo Lloris. like I, I think he is a good goalkeeper i don't think he's by any means the the best in the world probably not even mm. top five um but i think that french group is is pretty weak i think it's kind of set up for them to, to kind of dominate teams um they, they do well they don't have like a very experienced uh, center back and um defensive midfield but i think they're, mm. they're kind of set up nicely obviously we can talk about their team once their games are coming up but um you know varan and then Kante in front uh, kind of sweeping up i think they'll be very solid and then obviously look to mm. kind of punish teams as well so Mm. Um, yeah, I'll probably look to to France or Hugo Lloris as the Golden Glove. Is that okay. what? The, the yeah, Golden Glove. I think. Golden Glove. I I I kind of disagree with you. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I feel France. I think Fra- France are my picks to to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel, but I feel it's the other end of the pitch that their strengths lie. Like their their firepower is just unbelievable. Um. That's why it's hard to even pick Griezmann to, to be top scorer because they got so many other guys that won't probably want to put in the back of the net. But my, my pick for best, uh, like for, um, you know, most clean sheets or best defense, it's probably going to be Spain if they can, um, you know, put to keep things together because um, you look at the way they play and it, if it's going to be the, the Spain, the, the way they played over the last, say, 10 years in terms yeah. of has the heavy possession, tiki-taka sort of football. Um, that, type of play, that type of way of playing doesn't concede too many goals. You know? I'm not yeah. saying they've got the best defense in themselves, but the, the system in which they play with, dominating possession. If they do lose, it's most likely going to be like a 1-0 loss or a 2-1 loss. You know, they're not going to be letting in two or three. Um, and then obviously, if there is any worldies going to get close, you've got David De Gea in goals. Um, yeah. You know, in, in De Gea, we trust. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, would be the Hay or Spain would be my pick for um, conceding the least amount of yeah. goals. Yeah, no, I can see a lot of that. Yeah. Obviously, you kind of alluded to De Gea being best goalkeeper in the world. They've got a very, you know, set kind of structure. PK and Ramos in front of them, uh, both nearing the end of their careers, probably, but uh, hugely mm. experienced. And then Busquets up in front of them, kind of cleaning up. Yeah. Um, and that, that team doesn't depend on physical attributes, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Iniesta just left; uh, he's finished at Barcelona, but he's still probably going to be starting for Spain. Yeah, and which tells you a lot about just the way they play and what they value in, in a player. It's not about the physical attributes; it's about the mental and technical attributes uh, with the Spanish team. 
definitely. I will um, put one caveat on that though, and that's um, how they performed at the last World Cup. So losing five one to the yeah, Netherlands, that was um, that was such an anomaly though. We have to admit, crazy. like you know, that was that was very crazy. Mm. Yeah. Um. So uh, the next one I'm going to throw at you is um, okay. Dark Horse. Which team do you feel? And I want you to bring up the odds. Can you bring up the odds? Um. Yeah. For one second, of, right? Yeah. And winning the competition. Yeah. And you can't pick a team that's rated in the top eight. In the top eight, okay, so... Yeah, the odds that you pick. Yeah, that moves out Brazil, Germany, Spain, France, Belgium, Argentina, England, Portugal. So we're just looking mm-hmm. at this section here. Um, yeah, the top eight really, like, they definitely have... This. It's a tough question, because, yeah. like... <laughs> Very much is. Um... In terms of winning it, I guess I'd probably go for Colombia. Colombia. Yeah. Why so? Uh, I think they've got a lot of uh, kind of high quality players. Uh, obviously, a lot of people will be familiar with kind of Falcao and Hamas Rodriguez. Um, I think they've got a lot of goals between them. I think it was the last World Cup where Hamas Rodriguez um, scored a lot of goals and scored some absolute crackers and kind of got his move to. Um, to Real Madrid, obviously, it hasn't really kind of worked out there for him. Um, He's a minute now. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. I think there's um, a lot of quality kind of around the pitch uh, for them. Um, so Davison Sanchez plays for Tottenham as a centre back. Um, yeah. Barcelona new recruit Mina also plays for centre back. Hasn't really got into the Barcelona team uh, just yet because he only joined in January, but uh, they rate him highly, and he's um, another kind of young, uh, talented centre back. Um, so. Yeah, I think as a dark horse, then I think they, they might have it. Because um, obviously Uruguay uh, would be the immediate pick just looking at the odds. But uh, I think in a true dark horse kind of special, I'd go for Colombia. Colombia, that's, that's a very interesting one. Uh, I'm just going to have to take a look myself here. Um, can, you, can you name the top, the top eight again for me? Yeah, can you uh, not see that screen now? Let me see. No, no, I can't. Oh, yeah, can you just even put it up for me there? I can't see it. You can't see it. It should be there, but I'll just call them out to you. So uh, top eight are Brazil, Germany, Spain, France, Belgium, Argentina, England, and Portugal. Mm. I guess in terms of... uh, a dark horse, damn. <laughs> Stumped by your own question. Yeah, I have to say. Because um, it's, it's hard to say, all right, I believe in this team that's going to win. I guess Uruguay has to be the one. Yeah, if you're going for Cavani as the top scorer, it kind of makes yeah. sense to double up. They, yeah, like they're, they're, they're a strong team. Um, uh, and like they've they've always gone far actually if you haven't noticed in the last couple of World Cups. Um, Definitely. If it wasn't for some, well, actually in 2010 it was because of Uruguay that they made it one extra round. But then in the last one, uh, I guess Cavani, uh, uh, Suarez had a bit of um, you know, some controversy that kind of got him suspended uh, yeah, for yeah. Chiellini. So, um, but you know, if people are saving. <laughs> yeah. If um if Suarez can you know keep his teeth inside his mouth and um you know just stick to the football, I I do believe they can they can definitely go far and um you know like 
if they make the finals, they can be any team, I feel, one off. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. Like when you look at their kind of center backs, the two starting center backs for Atletico Madrid, so very defensively solid. And then you've kind of mentioned about, you know, Suarez and Cavani, two great strikers. Um, so goal scorers and goal stoppers. Um, that's a pretty good, pretty good setup. And as you can sure, mention, the last sure. few tournaments they've been doing quite well, and they qualified behind Brazil in uh, qualification. Um, so they beat out like like of Argentina, Colombia, uh, and players from teams like that. And obviously, Chile didn't even qualify, um, who have very good squad and stuff. So uh, they came through a tough qualifying group um, pretty easily. So cool. Um, so I know now we're running out of time here. Yep. But uh, I've got two more questions. Um, and they're gonna kind of stump you, but let's let's see if we can get these out nice and quickly. First one is who's gonna be the player that's gonna break out? Like, which young player do you feel is gonna be like gonna take the moment in hand? Okay, it's a very interesting question because obviously, like each team probably has um, one of those kind of players in their ranks. Um, mm. But in terms of like a, an overall um, kind of star. Um, Hmm. Do you have an answer for this question? I I, I do. Um, you, you it's kind of with it, so it's it's very helpful. But uh, I do believe Marcus Rashford um could yeah. do something. Um, obviously during the season of Manchester United, it's been kind of you know lukewarm. Sometimes he has a, a good run in the team. Jose Mourinho kind of trusts him, and other times you know he's just not there. Um, he's just not in the squad and then when we, maybe when he comes on his confidence may be low but one thing I've noticed um, for the longest time is that Gareth Southgate seems to trust the young players in the English, mm-hmm. in the English setup and you know you look at Harry Kane being named captain and he's fairly young himself he's you know I know he's, he's how old is he 25, 26 something 24. like that 24 um, so even that's very young I was even going to say that he's young enough just being a world class player never mind his age, but 24 is still young in itself. And you look at Sterling as well, kind of growing in to himself. You look at Stones at the back. Um, so they just, he seems to belong, um, believe in youth. And I, I feel when Rashford has someone to believe in him, you know, when Van Hal, Truman, um, all those years ago, that gave him kind of the, the confidence to kind of perform without any pressure. I feel he plays with more pressure with Jose because Jose being himself. Yeah. Um, but Gareth Southgate, you know, allows for mistakes, allows for creativity. And there's one game, was it um, in, in qualifying against, I'm not sure if it was Lithuania or something, where he scored two really good goals and it just showed the potential this guy has. He's got great pace, he can finish. And then, yeah, Marcus Rashford is that guy. Cool. Interesting. That's such a long answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like obviously I think there's kind of a number of different players and, you know, there's a lot of young, exciting players kind of coming through, but, um, player that's been kind of heavily linked with a move to your team, Man United and other teams aside is the, the Serbian guy, uh, plays for Lazio, Milan, Savic. Um, so, you know, Lazio <laughs> already turned down hundred million, uh, offers. So, uh, he might not be completely unknown. Uh, but I think for a lot of players or a lot of fans who don't watch Lazio, which is uh, in the English-speaking world, probably not that many people. So I think uh, he might do a lot of good things. And I think Serbia have a good chance of potentially getting into their group. So 
I think he might um, be one of those kind of players that might be able to announce himself on the world stage. Um, and then obviously Lazio are probably hoping for that so they can um, get an Make extra bucks. couple of tens or hundred millions, as, as you kind of said before. So uh, that'd be my mm. pick. But obviously there's young players in, you know, as you mentioned, like the English squad, uh, the French squad, the Belgian squad, the Brazilian squad. Mm. You know, like there's, there's a lot it's of a really talented tournament. It is, yeah. And, you know, like World Cups are great for that. You know, like the experienced pros, you know, like the Messi, Ronaldo type mm. players. But, you know, there's always the, the young players and the unknowns um, to the, the wider public that just kind of announce themselves and kind of mm. take over. Uh, so it'll be, yeah, it's probably one of the most exciting parts of the, the World Cup, the unknown mm-hmm. of uh, what players will rise to this occasion. Um, probably will get a lot of players' moves. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. So uh, mm. it'll be exciting anyway to see mm. who's going to going to be the yeah, player coming out of nowhere to, to kind of take that crown and um the last question and i'll do it really quick um <laughs> player of this player of the tournament um i'll, I'll try and uh, i'll lead first and um, my t- player of the tournament is plain and simple antoine griezmann uh from france i believe uh, that team is set up for him <laughs> <laughs> i like that dance um, but i feel that team is set up for him uh you got a guy like Pogba, Mbappe, um, other players that are going to be putting him a lot of quality service. And he's just turned from originally a left winger into one of the most lethal goal scorers in the whole, um, in the whole world. So like um, he can do it all. He can assist, he can score, he can pass, he can drift in, he can make things difficult. He's going to be, in my opinion, a future Ballon d'Or winner. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, Antoine Griezmann is my player of the tournament. Okay. Potential player of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go for Philippe Coutinho. Um, so Coutinho? Ah, oh, yeah. interesting. So obviously he's kind of made that big money move to, to Barcelona and he's kind of bedded in there quite well. Likes to score from long range, so he might have some some screamers, which I always think kind of help uh, players to kind of pick up uh, awards like that. But then mm. you kind of look at his um, skills on the ball and he can like kind of play in a lot of players uh, with kind of incisive passing. Kind of dropping deep to pick up the ball, bringing it forward, uh, operating between the lines. So uh, then having players like Neymar and Jesus uh, kind of next to him, I think he can uh, set them up quite a bit. Um, so I don't think he's going to be top goal scorer, but I think he might be the, the top assister of the tournament. Um, yeah. So I think that might be kind of a, a good shout of uh, what to look for in terms of getting um, player of the tournament or the, the golden ball, I think it's called, is the name of that award. So yeah, I'm going to go for Philippe Coutinho. All right, so um, I think uh, we're going to wrap things up uh, from here. You know, uh, we've gone through a lot of stuff in in a short period of time. Um, And uh, we're going to be looking forward to watching uh, the Russia versus Saudi Arabia. Okay, I'm not going to lie. We're not looking forward to watching (laughs) Russia versus Saudi Arabia. But uh, we will watch it anyways, because that is technically what we're supposed to do. And we'll be back uh, later on today with a a review of the game and uh, some more analysis going forward. Yep. Anything to add, Will? No, that sounds great. I've just got one question for you. And um, what controversy yep. is uh, Luis Suarez going to be involved in? So we kind of mentioned earlier that 2010, he uh, saved <laughs> on the line against Ghana to knock them out. 2014, he bit Chiellini on the shoulder. So what's he going to do this time? I, I, just, I have a feeling it's... <sighs> I'm probably going to involve biting someone else. You know, so I'm not, <laughs> yeah. you know if he'll, what I love about him is he'll do anything for his team if it yeah, means to they're going to scrape a, a, cl- a bit close to that tournament. So I would not be surprised. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I'm going to go for, uh, he's probably going to spit on somebody or look to spit on someone. Uh, obviously, 
he's a controversial figure um great player like on the pitch but yeah and like as you say his, his mentality is kind of set up to to win and he doesn't mind being that kind of hate figure uh he's had a lot of controversies mm-hmm. going through so wouldn't be surprised if he's involved in one again so i guess remains to be seen uh what he'll do and you know if any of us are right then that would be that'd be great <laughs> I don't want him to spit on anybody but, um, it'd be interesting to see that's true anyway uh i think we'll leave it at that cool cool speak to you soon see you